0: Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. Hey everyone, sorry I've been away, I haven't done a podcast for a few days, I'm trying to resolve all these issues with the Roadcaster Pro, Hindenburg, and even having the same problem on GarageBand, which is when I first started recording my podcast. So, I switched out some cables, I have some things working, but not everything's working. So it leads me to believe it's probably the software update on the RODECaster Pro itself. So bear with me, I'm gonna do the best I can. Took a step back, rethink things out here and then figure out what the hell is actually going on. So it's probably just a hiccup there. It's software based. It doesn't seem to be a physically based thing. We'll just take it one day at a time. It could have been the cable too, but it's still I'm still having some other problems with this. But what should we talk about? What do you want to talk about? Today's Wednesday. I think it's 2.05 here on the Pacific Wet Coast. One of my favorite places to be. Um, that interesting conversation with my neighbor outside this morning. Well, maybe it was a little bit after lunch, but I asked her if she'd gotten herself a new job and stuff, and she started to tell me about this new job. It led us into this conversation of sustainability and sourcing more local things. And I think it's something that, coming from the backside of this pandemic, and I don't think we're out of the woods from this pandemic by any means. I think countries like New Zealand, who squashed it completely, they're they're gonna be safe internally until they open up their international borders and allow international travelers to come back. And then they will probably get a resurgence of of, of COVID and we we have an you know another whole problem going on. And I think maybe you Now Brent Weinstein talked about this on the Joe Rogan podcast a few days ago, and if we would have been more heavy handed collectively as a group worldwide, we could have put this genie that's come out of the bottle completely away and and squashed it. Because if there's nobody with coronavirus, then there is no coronavirus anymore. It's not going to re-emerge unless it's come from a lab of some kind. But that leads me into the topic of sustainability. And... Here in Canada, and, and like many places in the world, I mean, there's certain things that you can't physically grow or at least with the technologies that we have today, you can't make a greenhouse replicate certain growing cycles that we need for certain items. And one of those is is, is coffee, at least on a grand scale. But there's so many things that we can grow locally, locally, that we used to transport into our country. We can do it with greenhouses. We have the technology now that we didn't have 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And now if you look at the transportation industry in a whole, the, the, the trucking industry itself really didn't evolve probably until, you know, the mid 60s. I mean, there was, there was trucks being used, but not in the scale well, not in the scale we're seeing today, but at least by the mid-60s, the truck manufacturers were able to produce trucks that were fairly sustainable in the sense that they could do a job for long miles and we had people that were going to sit in them and, and, and spend the time to bring products from different regions. As that community has grown and changed, the trucks have become more powerful, they become more fuel-efficient, they become more luxurious for... The individuals or individual that has to sit in that in that vehicle and do their job for 10 to 12 hours a day and, and sometimes more you know if you're not being legal but as that industry has grown we're still transporting things into british columbia from mexico from southern california from middle california to northern california from florida Things that would be grown there normally that they would bring to us on, on truck or by plane in some cases because some stuff, some some seasonal items do transport on planes in, in, in cargo freighters. But when you see how our population has grown, our demand for food has grown, which means there's been a, a demand on the trucking industry to transport more of these things. But as technology has grown. And I think in a whole as human beings, we've become much wiser to our environment and the damage that we've done in the last 70 years. So now it's time to take ownership of that. We now have the ability and the technology to grow things quite well organically in greenhouses. And we're seeing more and more greenhouses pop up sometimes they're growing in these greenhouses they're actually shipping the stuff out of the country versus using those facilities to make our region sustainable for our region is trucking transport going to go away no it's not going to go away but we can use it more efficiently so if we're growing things that the consumers need here at a local level whether it's you know whether it's vancouver whether it's you know northern british columbia say prince george region i mean um, in the kootenays in the okanagan there's an opportunity here for us to grow the things that make us sustainable in a province and not import from mexico from the united states and it's not that i don't think we should not not import that stuff i just think that when you get to really look at the grand scope of what's happened with with this corona pandemic, and, and we're far from the woods from that, but we need to start being more conscious of the environment and what we can do local. So instead of having truck transport bringing up things that we can grow here, grapes, um, I don't know if, if if bananas are sustainable in our in our climate in a greenhouse. I don't know if that's it's it's been modeled or, or been done. But I think you understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that we can actually grow that we don't need to import. And, and I know there's a lot of things that we don't import that people may think is imported, but we still import a lot of a lot of our produce. And I really believe if we start to be more conscious about this and less transportation, we're going to have less environmental pollution because we're going to have less heavy equipment on the road, driving up and down the west coast of of North America to, to move some of that product around. I mean, there are obviously things that we're not going to grow here. Coffee is one of them. We have to import it. So. When you start looking at things you really can't grow and go we're only going to import that stuff but everything else we have the ability to be sustainable in our province at the same time you know as the recycling craze takes off and i'm going to call it a craze because i think there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to recycling because i don't think we're actually getting the recycling at the level people would like to see it at or what they think it is i, I think that it's a bit miscued of its own industry. It's its own animal. So coming up with the ways to make, you know, fundamentally starting with one thing and then start to go elsewhere. So if we're, you know, becoming more conscious about composting stuff. And there was a day and time in human history where we composted because we needed that compost to fertilize our big gardens outside so we could grow our crops in this time of the year so we can sustain life through the colder months. So as we become more conscious about this, and let's face it, composting in your house in a little basket, it stinks. So we need to come up with a new model for that. There's obviously technology out there. There's people out there that have the technology and intuition to resolve that. So now we recycle more. We can use that recycling or composting to continue the betterment of being sustainable in our own in our own province in our own region and when we start to transport and export some of our products that we're growing maybe if you're we're growing one of too many things and we're exporting a lot of it to the south I mean it's business they need to you know they need to make money but if they have the greenhouses already established they can look at things that are being imported and go hey you know what we import an awful lot of carrots We'll just use carrots, for example. How about instead of growing so many of whatever it is we're growing on our greenhouse, let's say tomatoes, and we're, we're selling them south, let's grow a little bit less tomato, but let's start growing carrots or zucchinis or cucumbers and leave that it's more balanced, so that now what we're producing from the greenhouse is now sustainable for you know, the, the region or the province of British Columbia, And then start to only produce things that we need to use for trade for the things that we can't grow here. So, I mean, trade, you can look at that from two ways. So, If we sell the tomatoes and then we take the money from the tomatoes, we can buy the grain. And then there's a model that works. It's very sustainable for business. And business probably will flourish because the way they remodel. It will also be a very big impact on our environment in a positive way. If you have less heavy equipment running up and down the road transporting things in the continent, then you're having less impact on our air quality. We're using less fuels, which is better for our environment, obviously. So there's a way I think I think there's really a way to change the model and the structure we're in. And it's not something you can do overnight. This is something that takes it may take a couple generations to completely do, but With COVID and the ramifications of having international travel come into a region that's maybe squashed COVID altogether. This is a way to keep a region safe. It's a way to put people to work sustainably. It's a way to be sustainable in your own province or state or whatever the region is you live in. We don't, we're not hearing a lot about this right now and people aren't talking about it, but I think we need to talk about it. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now and we need to really look at the bigger picture of COVID-19 and the less we can lessen and mitigate the risk by being self-sustaining until we can wipe COVID completely out, This could be an animal that's going to haunt us for a very long time. They may never come up with a vaccine. So the only way to really stop it is that nobody gets it. And the only way nobody gets it is if you, unfortunately, have to lock everything into a way that the interaction of of international travel is not there, which means you need to become more sustainable in your community. So... Do we see more? Do we see more of this? Do we see peop- more people getting on the bandwagon about this, talking about it, and politicians actually looking at this? Because, you know, <laughs> I have anxiety about the future. I mean, this whole podcast is about my anxieties, and when that border opens up, I'm going to have anxieties increase again, and so are the people around me. So, I think taking and having a sustainability talk and really try to put something into practice from a government point of view so that these companies really stand up and take notice. Because it's one thing to listen to somebody talking on a podcast about it. It's something to listen to a group of people talking about it, a protest talking about it. But sometimes we actually need government to do their job and go, okay, here's a here's an incentive package for you, people that are growing to make it sustainable for British Columbia. Let's not worry about Alberta. Let's not worry about Washington State. Let's worry about British Columbia first. Our borders are locked down. We've become sustainable, 90% sustainable within our own province and only import, you know, as little as 10%. We bring the risk down for coronavirus. We put more British Columbians back to work and you could take that model into any in province territory state region but it's something that the world may have to start looking at as a viable option for the future until we can have some type of grasp on the coronavirus so that we don't have these big pandemics again i mean globalization i'm, I'm all for globalization i think it's an amazing thing i think it's amazing that you can get on an aircraft 10 hours later you've gone from a cold climate like canada to a warm climate In South Asia, or in South America, or if you live in Europe, you're, you know, maybe in the Mediterranean in a few hours, or maybe you've grown up in Turkey and you want to go to a cold climate because you're tired of the heat, and poof, your summer vacation is now in Switzerland, or Sweden, or Norway, or Canada, or Iceland. So globalization, I think, is amazing, but right now we're in a different time. So I think we need to have the sustainability talk. We have to get very serious about it. I think that as a region, we need to start looking at this as our brothers and sisters, husbands, wives, kids, that maybe this is a way to keep things more local, be better for our environment, also be more healthy for the environment so we can mitigate or squash the coronavirus and I think we're going to be talking about the coronavirus for a much longer time so it's easy to become complacent with this it's been talked about so much we're all coming out of a lockdown we're all eager to get back to work and do what we were doing even though there might be some changes to the how we were doing things but you know maybe this is something that I hope maybe more people will talk about at least if anything maybe I can put the idea in your head that you have that conversation with somebody at the the coffee shop or, you know, your significant other or even maybe your children. I mean, sometimes we need to look at our young people and go, what are you learning in school? What are you learning in school about sustainability? What do you know that I don't know? I mean, once we open up the topic and we have a conversation about it, this is a conversation that's been going on for a long time, but it's it's always been skated around. You know, yeah, municipalities will start to implement things like different bins for your garbage, so we're, we're breaking stuff. But I think now we really need to step it up, and I think we need to go one step farther with it. And I think it it's becomes less about our environment right now, but more about human, human civilization, like humans human still being here in 50 years. Because who knows how this virus is going to manipulate, change, grow, and evolve in the human body. Maybe it becomes that global killer they're talking about, and and most of us are completely gone. Then globalization doesn't really matter because if you just don't have the population, you just become about existence. So traveling because you've had abundance is not relevant, and I don't I, I don't want to see the planet get to that point. Now maybe I'll be dead and it won't matter, but. I like to think that there's hope for the human race. And I think we have to start looking at the impact of the coronavirus sustainability. And on the backside, we're helping protect our environment. So anyways, I hope this gives you some food for thought, something to think about, something to talk about, like it, don't like it, agree, disagree. It's mostly just to put it out in the open and, and talk about it. And And maybe some good can come of something like this podcast or the fact that people are talking about something like this. So anyways, peace, love, and namaste.